Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. Riddle, 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 Riddle. What is up, everybody? You're tuning into the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to be diving into the World Series as Mattress Mac has just cashed the largest sports bet in history, $75 million. He put $10 million on the Astros to win the World Series, got his W. $75 million later, Astros are champs. Uh, defeated the Phillies last weekend. I was down 2-1 in the series, came back, won the series 4-2. Uh, actually an incredible, one of the best World Series I've seen in a long time. Uh, didn't really care who won, but wanted to see a good series. We got that. Uh, so lots to talk about there. And of course we had the NFL. Uh, another crazy week nine in Fickland. Uh, lots to talk about in the fantasy world. Let's get after it. So I want to talk some World Series. Uh, as I said before, shout out to Mattress Mac. For those of you that don't know Mattress Mac, uh, he's a common, you know, or he's a famous better in the betting community. Uh, he's this like 80-year-old guy that owns his own mattress company, um, and he puts a lot of million-dollar bets out. So he must have the money, um, first of all. But he does lose a lot of them. Like for the last five years, right, he's been posting like – so he's from Houston – so he always takes the Astros to win the World Series. And they've literally come up short. I think he's put a million-dollar bet at least on every year for the last four or five seasons. Um, so this year he decided to put $10 million down on the Astros uh, to win $75 million. With this money, um, I assume he's going to take some home. Uh, but, you know, it's really for his business. So the deal is, is if over the, over the course of this year, if you've spent over $3,000 on an item, you get it back for free, you know, which he pays back with the betting money, uh, which I think you know it's an amazing business model if you think about it, because you're you're gonna have people buying more expensive items just because they have the chance to win it back, so they're all rooting for the Astros as well. Um, so everybody wins, uh, I guess, unless the Astros lose. Um, but you know, he's a very you know respectful, nice guy. How, how can you not root for this guy? He, he literally threw out the first pitch in Game 6 of the World Series. That's how much the Houston community appreciates this guy. Um, and, I, and I hate the Astros, right? They've, they've been a, you know, despite the White Sox beating them in the World Series in 2005, they've been a burden in our asses the last 10 years. Uh, clearly um, one, if not the most dominant franchise in the last decade, um, along with the Dodgers. Uh, and teams of that caliber, but you know, having this guy, you know, ha- having a chance to win this bet, you're like, okay, I don't mind the Astros getting it done here. And it's not like I'm a huge Phillies fan. I mean, I definitely, I definitely would rather have had the Phillies win. Um, especially sh- shout out Lebo, uh, one of my boys that's a huge Phillies fan in the Fickner League. If you listen to this podcast, you know who Lebo is, uh, Junglin. Uh, but gotta feel you know going up two one in the series, 
looking like the Phillies have a chance to win it, uh, them being no hit, losing in a heartbreaker in game five. I mean, you're just not going to come back uh, against a team like the Astros, who down the stretch, Alvarez, who was actually slumping, 450-foot home run in the sixth inning in game six, being down 1-0 uh, from a Schwarber bomb, who shot out Schwarber with literally a million home runs in the postseason. Um, that Phillies offense was spectacular from you know top of the lineup down to the bottom. Uh, hats off to the Phillies. They've played literally as best as they could have played. They happened just to run into a buzzsaw uh, in the Houston Astros, who lost in the championship last year um, to the Braves. They were due. Um, it was the Astros' year for sure. Um, it's The World Series, to me, is one of those things where you know, I do kind of put my biases aside. Like, I just want to see a good World Series, especially, you know, with our teams not being in it. Uh, and I think we definitely got that this year uh, with all the storylines and Mattress Mac. Phillies would have been, you know, with the Eagles being as good as they are, um, had, you know, trying to get that, you know, that triple crown, uh, Sixers, Phillies, and Eagles. Um, Phillies couldn't do it. But, you know, it's not, it's not a failed season. You know, they were a wild card team, right? They They had to win a miraculous comeback game one in the wild card series against the Cardinals being down three, one in the ninth one out rallying for five runs. Um, so they definitely had the magic, um, but they have a damn good lineup, you know, with Harper, Castellanos, Bob, JT real Muto. Uh, the list goes on. Brandon Marsh. What a pickup. Um, so the Phillies are here to stay. Could really use, I mean, and they're starting pitching Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola could use another big stud. I, th- I think they definitely missed having at least another, you know, super dominant uh, pitcher. So I think that's what they're going to go for in the offseason. Uh, maybe racking in a, you know, a new new closer as well. Um, relief pitching. I mean, they actually, their pitching was actually amazing in the postseason. I'm not trying to discredit it. Uh, but when you look at Astros bullpen uh, and starting pitching, um, and, you know, just a, a lot of teams around the league, you got to be dominant. You got to have at least three guys deep in that pen for starting pitching. Uh, But the Phillies are right there. Unbelievable story. Uh, But ultimately, Mattress Mack and the Astros taking it. Um, And just like that, baseball season's over. Um, You know, baseball season felt like it ended a long time ago with being a White Sox fan. Um, So it's felt like it's been over for a while, which is sad to say. Um, But we're going to be going into next year with high hopes again. Saki's just got a new manager. Um, It's like Geifel or something. He's the Royals bench coach. I mean, when I got the alert, I was like, Okay, I mean, I didn't have much to say. Um, we'll see. I mean, anybody can be better than Larusa, so just happy that Larusa is gone. Um, we, I don't know how Larusa is doing. He might be dead at this point, uh, which is a tough thing to say. But uh, it's he was literally dying in the dugout with our team last year. So uh, rough end of the White Sox season last year. Hope hoping to bring good vibes to the podcast next baseball season. My bet of the week this week, I'm taking it to the college basketball floor. We're back. There's no NBA to bet on tonight because of voting. So it's just a few gross college basketball games, some some NHL, which I don't know anything about NHL. Um, and I don't know anything about this game that I picked today, but we love it. Uh, Mercer Bears, minus 125 at Eastern Carolina. I know it's disgusting. Uh, I don't know anything about these teams. I do know, though, that Eastern Carolina was solid last year. And I'm just wondering why they're underdogs at home to Mercer. Again, I don't know anything about Mercer, but in my head, Mercer has to be somewhat decent, and Eastern Carolina must be trash if Mercer's favorite on the road at Eastern Carolina. So Ryan Mercer, 
I saw a lot of the uh, the bets were actually on Eastern Carolina, but more of the money was on Mercer. So I think some of the sh- so are we going to be sharps today or what? I think we're going to be sharps. We're taking Mercer uh, minus one twenty five. It's gross, but it's still you know you you could take minus one and a half or minus one ten. But I, I hate minus one and a half. So if they lose by one or they win by one, I won't be able to handle myself. So we're taking the money line. Still good value. Uh, buy low on Mercer. Adios, Eastern Carolina. Minus 125. Bug it. My flick of the week this week. Taking it to Peacock. New film, new Halloween movie. Halloween ends. All right, it's like the 20th movie in the Halloween series. Jamie Lee Curtis still in it. Uh, I just watched it the other day. I'm actually, you know what? Not that bad. Uh, my boy Holman went and saw it with his girlfriend Kat the other weekend. Uh, he literally was like, and you know, they see quite a few movies, and he was like, hey, Riddle, uh, it's not that bad. It's not all about Michael Myers just going to town. Um, and he was right. Uh, definitely more of a plot line. Uh, I thought the character development was decent. I mean, you have to go into a movie like this, you know, with zero expectations. So you guys, you guys hit the bar low. Um, but I'm telling you, there's good action, um, some good plot development. Um, I think it was a good way uh, in this franchise to steer away from the normal uh, Halloween plot of just, you know, Michael Myers walking around, killing everyone, no no real context and why he's killing who or when he's doing it. Um, but this one, definitely, definitely a plot line. Uh, I really liked uh, what they did with this uh, for what they had. Um, Halloween ends uh you can also watch halloween kills the one before on hbo so you can compare the two um don't know if you want to do that it's kind of some degenerate status but halloween ends it's a good film uh for what it's worth uh, in the michael myers franchise it is now time for my favorite segment on the riddle me that podcast the fickner cup fantasy league of champions what a week it was. I say it week in and week out. Counter, counter, jerk, counter, chow, counter. Right? If you can't follow those steps, it's not going to be a successful campaign. I think I've gone to Vince Gaudio's office like four times uh, trying to make him understand what he's missing to not be a part in this league. I, I seriously, I mean, I think this. I think his secretary is getting upset with how many times I've been in there. Uh, you know, it's it, It's one of those things where you're there, and then all of a sudden, Coop, Coopus walks in, and you're like, "What are you doing in here?" Right? He thinks he owns the building that doesn't even actually work there. Um, still, s- still needs to get caught on his money. Um, sh- there should be a warrant out for Koopas and his arrest. Uh, if, if anyone wants to start that with me. Uh, you know, I, I, go, I go to the metropolitan area, uh, and I see Chris Kloss, right? He's doing his thing. Uh, you, you know, he's doing like his Zac Efron thing. You know, he's out in front of the, the Abercrombie. Uh, he's just flexing on the side for a side hustle. And again, I try to get him to understand you know, where his league stands with and where, and where ours does. And it's just, it's just obvious that there's, you know, too many subtle differences for there to even be a discussion 
on where we are at uh, in Fickner world. Um, it's it's just one of those things, I guess, if you're not part of it, you just don't understand. You just have to learn to accept it. Um, but going into this week, uh, you know, going into week nine, you know, you you tell yourself it's a must-win game, no matter where you're at in your schedule uh, or the rankings. Uh, but for some teams, it matters more. Uh, that's for sure. You know, there's some there's some teams that that just if they, if they don't get a win this week, uh, it's just not gonna you know be successful successful for them. Uh, you know, just around the playoffs, it's, you know, mentally, physically, uh, you know that affects your your daily routines. I mean, this league when you're not playing well, you know, it affects your emotions, right? I mean, you think you're you, know, you think no one's there for you. Uh, you're on your own. Uh, depression sinks in. I get that. I get that that's why there hasn't been a rebuttal in the last couple of weeks. You know, I was giving him a hard time about it. Uh, he's, he, he, he is giving one this week. Uh, it was announced. Um, so, you know, I'm sure he will explain his absence uh, with, you know, harsh things about, you know, pretty much everyone's team, uh, as he likes to usually do as his Fox News portrayal. But it's, it's nice to see that rebuttal's back. He's taking some time to digest, right? He, you know, sometimes it takes a couple weeks. You know, lose, that's what losing does in this league. I get it, right? I get, you know, that when it's not, you know, when it's easy to sit here when you're winning to go, blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And when you're losing, it hurts. You know, it, it, it takes the knife, you twist it sharp. Uh, but let's get into the week nine matchups here. Um, as I said, a lot of... Uh, Dignity and pride on the line this week. And let's get right into one that felt like a playoff matchup. Felt like, you know, a matchup where both teams needed to win. Uh, and that was the Jungling Poon Chasers and the Flaccid 2018 Bums. Lebo and Coughlin uh, going head-to-head. Uh, Lebo coming in at 4-3-5 and or at three and five, along with the Bums. Both 3-5. and five. Uh, And it was the Bums taking it to the Chasers. 142-90. to 90. Um, and it was just a you know it was a matchup full of of superstars doing their thing. Mahomes, Eckler combining for fifty four, uh, Devontae and Sanders doing their thing. Hopkins sneaking in there with an early tutty. Uh, Lockett with a tutty. Pretty much everyone scoring a tutty on Coughlin's team. Two or plus tutties for most players. Uh, and to, and it was just not enough firepower from the Chasers. Uh, twelve from Herbert. Twelve from Dalvin. Twelve from Metcalf. A lot of twelve. You know. You know, like Simi Kelsey with a 15, Joshua Palmer, a nice little pickup there at 14. But ultimately, the team put up 140, and you see a lot of 12s. Really, any team, when a team puts up 140, you're probably fucked. Um, so, tough week for the Chasers after getting a nice win last week. Uh, but the Bums moving to 4 and 5, uh, moving them in a playoff position. Uh, started out 0 and 3 this year, had the name change. Uh, got the huge win against RMT. Uh, and really hasn't looked back since uh, winning his last three out of four ma- matchups. Uh, and it's a Bumps team that, you know, I think with a healthy team, you don't want to play him in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, that's a man playing with confidence. Uh, he's, he's qu- you know, quietly getting that fantasy mojo back. Uh, tough, tough start to the year. Um, had to stay patient. But all of a sudden with the name change, Things seem to be going in a positive direction for the bums, um, but Chasers moving to three and six, uh, not not really 
seeing things clearly right now. Still has a chance uh, to find a, you know, a playoff positioning here, uh, especially with this league. Uh, right now, uh, Yungling needs to win and needs a lot of teams to lose uh, going into week 10. So he still, he still can get it done. He's, he's one of those teams where if he can find a way to make it to uh, the, the final weeks, uh, he will be right there in a playoff contention. Um, but moving to three and six, not where you want to be at this stage in the game. Um, hopefully we can get it done in the weeks to come. Uh, next matchup here. Um, we're going to move into uh, another matchup where it was one team that really needed a dub here. Uh, and that was uh, Nick Postovic, Team Vegas, with a name change, uh, rebuttal with the name change, Kansas City Hog Crankers uh, with a 30-point win over Big Sam, 102-71. to A huge win for the Crankers uh, being down, uh, or I mean, as I, sh- as I sh- should say, losing his last four matchups, uh, needing a win at 3-5, and five, got it done, moving him right back into contention at 4-5. and five. That's, that's the thing about this league. You get to four and five, that five and four range. You are definitely in it. Even at Lebo at three and six, don't count him out quite yet. Um, one win here, a couple losses here. You're right back into it. Uh, Big Sam looking like he's heading in the freak direction uh, yet again. Being two and seven this year, uh, would need would strictly need a miracle to get in. I think he would pretty much need to win out at this point. So if you want to put your your futures on Big Sam making the tournament at the end of the year, do that now. Uh, but not looking good for Big Sam. Uh, Hogs getting a win going into a huge matchup next week. Um, coming out with another rebuttal this week might be what he needs to get his mojo back. Uh, as I said, win a couple wins here, right back at 5-5. Five and five. Uh, Pastorovic right back in the playoff picture. Needed that win against Big Sam. Uh, the Legals taking on Tia's Tiny Tatas, Ethan Holman. Uh, two 5-3 and three teams. Uh, going head-to-head, the number two and three teams in the league. And I gave it to Holman. I, I don't know if you listened to the podcast, um, but I gave him the proposition of, hey, I'm putting you at three. I'm putting Klein hands at two. I'm giving you the opportunity to play him head-to-head next week. Tata should, while there's still a force to be reckoned with in this league, uh, even after losing Brees Hall. I'm moving to six and three, uh, getting a spot back in the rankings. Legals, uh, moving to five and four, still firmly in that number three position, uh, it's just, you know, the Legals had a few, you know, it's, they won two, now they lost one. Well, how will the Legals respond next week um, will be a big tolling tale of, you know, the postseason coming up. But both teams uh, having good seasons so far, like where they're at. Um, and it was, you know, it was just a, it was just a matter of, you know, Hertz, Hertz and Goddard uh, doing their dance on Thursday night, uh, 20 and 20, Cup doing his dance, Henry both with, you know, Cup and Henry both with 20s. Uh, not a lot of action from the Legals. Uh, JJ did get 20. Burrow with 19. Uh, but poor showing out of, uh, with the double, you know, running back combo of Aaron Jones, Dylan uh, not getting it done in the running back position. Uh, Garrett Wilson was nice, um, but ultimately 118.94. Holman uh, cruising in for his uh, sixth one on the season. Minneapolis Mike Caputo's. Uh, taking on the commissioner. This was just a stunner here. Uh, it really was. Um, the commissioner, a 155-117 to win 
over the Caputos, uh, who are now four and five, lost their last three, um, really not finding their groove right now. All I mean, f- from four and two to five and or to four and five is hard. It really is. Uh, thinking you know, I mean, four and two looks sexy. You're right in the top three in the league, and all of a sudden you lose three straight. And right then, it's like, wow, if I don't win the next week, I might be out of the playoffs. Um, tough loss for the Caputos, but it, what it really highlights is the commissioner. Moving to five and four in this league uh, was three and four, getting so much hate mail. Uh, but Joe Mixon has his back. Joe Mixon and Justin Fields combining for ninety-five points. Uh, unreal. Forty-two out of Fields, fifty-three out of Mixon. Um, enough set. I mean, the Caputo's had a great. I mean, honestly, a good week, putting up one seventeen. Uh, Third most points in the league this week, but ultimately, you know, New England need New England D doing their dance. Kenneth Walker, 26. Josh Allen, 24. Um, but ultimately, Kamara with seven. Gabe, Gabe Davis for four. Um, Young Way only with four. I mean, it was, I mean, no one's going to beat the commissioner this week. What a statement win for the commish. Uh, moving to five and four. Just Head-to-head matchup with Nato, both teams four and four, both needing a win, and it was the commissioner going to get it done. Um, unbelievable omens for Boyd, uh, uh, but you know, it's it's one thing. Oh, and and I want to correct myself here. It was Boyd with the most points, Bums with the second highest, uh, and, and the Tatas actually finished with a point more, so it was fourth highest um, for Nato this week. Uh, but you know. Back to the commissioner. Uh, I wonder how he's going to respond. This is the first time he's responded. I think it's the first time he's won two in a row. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he has not responded well to losses. Um, or to wins, I should say. And he was able to get his second win in a row when it mattered most. So Boyd right back in it. Um, firmly in a playoff position right now. Um, he said it all along. He was confident in his team. And, and he's right there. Um, so, you know what? Everyone can say what they want to say. Um, I've been guilty of shitting on the commish all season, um, but I'm I'm giving it to him right now. He is competing and he's and he's in the playoffs. Uh, he he's had a couple clutch wins, uh, but this was his biggest statement of the season. Um, leading us into our last matchup here, game of the week. Um, Riddle's Revenge Tours, RMT taking on Liam's Tent, uh, in a matchup here where the Tents four and four, winning their last three. Uh, the Revenge Tours. Uh, seven and one at the time, winning their last four, uh, and it was the Revenge Tours with a hundred point two two to ninety nine point eight victory, and I obviously say the decimal points because it was a win by the Tours uh, of point uh four two margin came down to Lamar rushing guards at the end of the Monday night game of the Saints. Uh, Jay Tuck did all he could for the tents, uh, hit a field goal, an extra point late. Uh, to capture like a one-point win or a one-point lead, I should say, around or a little less. Uh, but Lamar, uh, with 15 rushing yards at the end, sealed it um, for uh, not only the Tours but for the Ravens. Uh, and it was a win against a tent where, yes, pretty much tents, whole team was on by. McCaffrey, Debo, Seedy, uh, Ayuk, Dalton Schultz. Uh, and I understand, you know, we, we, we exchanged text messages uh, he went and he wanted to make sure um, that it was known on the podcast what the circumstances were, 
But I've said it before on the podcast. Uh, I've said it before. Um, here's a team in the Revenge Tour is now 8-1 on a, on a historic run. Um, fourth most points scored in the league. Uh, least points allowed by a, a, a shit ton. So right there you have uh, some information that Rebuttal might use to discredit the, the run, and he can, right? Again, it's not my fault who scores what against me. I have at least three or four weeks of uh, 120, 130-point performances, which were the highest in the league. So a couple of high scorer of the weeks. Uh, but not even to get into that. I don't even need to defend myself. Um, it doesn't matter who you play, right? I got Javarson Lamar, Javarson Lamar, Jamar Chase on the bench for I don't know how much long. I mean, he, he will come back. But, he, you know, for a good five, six weeks, he's out. So I have to battle my best player, right? There's no excuses in this league. It doesn't matter who's on the other side of the field. I just played Holman the other week. A lot of his players were on by, right? But he still fucking battled me until the end, tried to get in my head, right? And make me, you know, it's so easy to give yourself a win-win situation. Oh, I never went on by. That's why you beat me. Yeah, maybe this week, you know what? I probably wouldn't have beaten your best team, assuming your players went off. But that's assuming that all your guys are going to go off every week, right? There's no guarantee that City Lamb goes off, right? You don't know, you know, I played a man in Curtis Samuel this week that got that 60-yard touchdown for a 15 spot. Christian Kirk has 17. Uh, Kyler Murray, 20. Uh, you know, it's it doesn't matter who's on the other side, right? Whoever, you know, whatever team has buys or whatnot, every matchup is hard. You know, and, and this might have been my hardest win all season. Literally came down to the last couple drives. Um, I did think I was dead at the end. I just kept saying, I'm dead. I'm dead. I was trying to reverse counter it, whatever people do. I try to stay positive. Uh, and I, I don't try to be like, oh, I lost. I, I, I won't do that. right? But I will sometimes be like, eh, not looking good. But we, we never lose hope. We never lose hope. Uh, I, I don't care if his lineup is full of thickeners. I'm te- you know, you can't take a week, you know, lightly. If I were taking the tents light, lightly this week, Kurtz, right? He had nothing to lose, right? So sometimes when you play with nothing to lose, you play better. So he had no one on his team. He was not supposed to win that game, and he almost took down the tours, uh, ultimately ending in a defeat, uh, moving to four and five. But the tents have established themselves now again in this league. Uh, I I told him it would have been, you know, we texted right before the end. Uh, you know, I couldn't have helped in a little. Horny for Nasser if he got that win. Uh, I've, you know, helped spark his tent, his tent team, I feel like, this year on the pod. Uh, I've been having criticisms for having tent bias. Um, but ultimately, tents moving to 4-5, and five, RMT moving to 8-1. and one. Moving into our power rankings uh, this week, the Week 10 power rankings. Uh, looking firm this week. We like where the power rankings are at. Uh, uh, and, and we're going to head right into it. Uh, for I guess the week, uh, uh, the week, end of week nine, start of week ten power rankings, uh, and it goes a little bit something like this. Uh, we're gonna start at, at the ten spot, going all the way to one. We like going ten to one. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I I like getting the uh the little guys out of the way first, getting you know ending it with the big boys. Uh, so at number ten, we got Big Sam. Uh, coming in at two and seven, uh, as I said, gonna have to probably win out to make the playoffs. Maybe not. Maybe win his last, you know, four out of, or you know, I don't even know. Like, no, I think he he, he, he pretty much has to win out. I think. Uh, 
At number nine, we got Lebo uh, back to the nine spot. Uh, three and six. Uh, needs to go on a run now. He's still alive, barely. Um, but, you know, on the ventilator for sure right now. Uh, needing to find any sort of oxygen he can uh, to live out the rest of his days this season. At number eight, we have Nick Postuovic, uh the Hogs, uh, at four and five. Uh, you know, huge win for them uh, last week, losing their last four, um, finding their way uh, back into the contention. Uh, even though he's at number eight, he's one win and a loss away from being in the playoffs literally next week. So he's right there uh, at number eight. And number seven, we have the tents, Liam's tents. Uh, even though, you know, he's won his last uh, three out of four matchups, um, had to move him down in the rankings uh, because of a couple wins uh, by other opponents. Uh, four and five, tents, uh, control their own destiny at this point. Uh, Would have loved to win last week. Uh, needs to keep his head strong. Needs to find Liam's stat, get the tents in order. Um, Liam's 10 at number seven. At number six, we have Cough Daddy. Uh, moving to the number six spot, huge win last week, uh, moving to four and five, uh, firmly at that six, uh, again, controls his own destiny, he knows that, a uh, huge matchup next week, um, might be the game of the week, uh, we'll, we'll get to next week's matchups, we have a few game of the weeks next week, they're pretty insane matchups next week, I'm not gonna lie, uh, but coffee at number six, at number five, we have the Caputos, who right now might be the best four and five team there is, uh, but they're sliding three in a row. Uh, it's not acceptable. He knows that. Getting to find a win before he slips up, right? Because right now there is one, two, four, four and five teams this week. The five through eight teams, all four and five, um, gonna be battling it out next week. This is the time of year where it gets juicy. We love it. We love, love, love the fight to the end by everybody, uh, but. Four, four, and five teams, which only can mean that next week there could be a million five and five teams uh, based on the schedule you're about to see. Uh, at number four, we have the Commission, who continues to skyrocket in these rankings. I think they had him at eight or nine at one point. Uh, at number four now, at five and four, was number six last week. Uh, again, with all these four and five teams, he's a huge win for him, differentiating himself um, from being that, you know, four and five team to being that five and four team. Uh, which is what Nato wanted. Uh, but the commission moving to number four, five and four. Uh, need, n- needs to find a way to continue to grab a couple more wins. I don't know how he's going to find those omens. He's going to have to find them. Uh, but the commission coming in at number four. At number three, we have Mr. Matthew Kleinhands, the Barely Illegals. Uh, was, was a number two last week, uh, going one head-to-head with the three-team in Holman. Um, but ultimately, it was Holman taking down Klein this week to move Holman to the number two spot Um Klein at five and four, number three. Holman at, at six and three, second best record in the league. Uh, which at number one, coming in at eight and one, RMT, the Revenge Tours, uh, huge win against the Tents. Uh, even with a, a, a by team filled lineup, was able to get it done in Tenville. Never easy place to place or to play, I should say. RMT getting it done on the road somehow, uh, leaving him third week in a row. Number one, the power rankings. Uh, which takes us to our matchups uh, for week 10 here. Uh, as I said, a lot of playoff implications here. And let's just get right into it um, with, with, with one that hits home 
uh, for me uh, and and someone else that likes the rebuttal. The Riddles Revenge Tour RMT taking on the Kansas City Hawkrangers, Nick Postovic, uh, in Kansas City, new home arena uh, after the after the name change and the selling of the Vegas organization. Um, so we we don't know what to expect in Kansas City. Uh, it's going to have to be another grinded out game. Uh, the comeback for revenge after week one. Uh, but we're taking the tours. Too many wins right now. Too too hot. Um, tours will find a way on the road next week in Kansas City. Uh, we're taking the points. We're putting them in a money line parlay. Um, too much firepower for the rebuttals. Uh, who who even after getting on track next week, uh, don't think he has enough to take on the tours. The Yingling Chasers. Uh, Lebo taking on Big Sam, pretty much a play like a play in slash play out game. Uh, if the Chasers lose this, they're they're done. Um, along with Big Sam, Big Sam with you know probably less than five percent chance to make it. If he wins this, he's still alive. Um, but the Chasers desperately needing a win to go four and six. Uh, as I said, a lot of four and five teams, so one win he can get back into it. Um, I'm taking the Chasers in this one. Uh, I think they definitely get it done on the road. Uh, Big Sam, not a lot. You know, trying to play spoiler almost at this point with his last his last hurrah, uh, but I'm taking the Chasers. Uh, I think I think they get it done. I I I think the boys come ready to play. Uh, the Commissioner taking on Liam's Temp. Big rivalry here. Big rivals. Uh, commissioner five and four. Tents four and five. Tents are at home. Everyone coming back. I like the Tents in this matchup. I like for him to get back to five and five. Um, this is one of the game of the weeks for sure. Um, tents have spoken how they viewed the commissioner in the past. Commissioner trying to make it three in a row. Uh, I think it's tents too much firepower. I'm taking the tents in this one rebound from last week. Uh, it's a tough defeat to RMT. Uh, the Legals taking on the Caputos, uh, a five and four team taking on a four and five team in the Caputos. Uh, I'm taking the Caputos in this matchup here. Uh, I don't see them losing four in a row. They can't do it. Uh, I see both these teams moving to five and five, making things, shaking things up again at the top. We love that. Um, and and as I'm predicting here, if the tents win and and the Caputo's win, that'll be four 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 five and five teams. Uh, and which leads us into our last matchup here in the Tatas uh, taking on the Bums. This has to be the game of the week, though. Uh, two rivals here. Tatas getting it done week one against the Bums, uh, but the Bums coming back in full force. If they can win this week, they'll move to five and five, uh, making there be five five and five teams, uh, which you know, and then Holman being six and four. Um, I'm, I gotta ride, I gotta ride with the bums this week. Uh, you know, he's probably gonna be pissed that I took him because he thinks he, that I'm jinxing him. Uh, but give me some bum bias at home, coming for revenge. Uh, Holman winning last week, making it feel like okay. If he loses, he'll still be six and four. Um, bums needing a win desperately. Um, he's been waiting for this. He's had this week circled on his schedule all season. Uh, there's somehow underdogs in this matchup. Uh, I'm taking the home dog money line, parlaying it with RMT, making that a juicy money line parlay. Uh, I'm also taking the points for the bums. Uh, I'm all in on the bums this week. Let's see if they can get it done. Biggest week of the season. Uh, let's, let's get after it, everybody. Let's get after it. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you haven't voted yet, go vote. Took took me and the boys five minutes to go do it. There's going to be a location near you. Um, it's like your one duty as a citizen 
Uh, if we're if we're doing it, you should do it. Uh, go vote today. But have a good weekend. A lot of sports on. Uh, get that cocoa. Get the boys in order. A lot of games to bet on. Let's have a weekend, everybody. Real Daddy out.